Good morning, good morning. Welcome back. It's Thursday to another Come Out of the Wilderness Thursday prayer. I'm adjusting my sounds, <laughs> music, and all of those things. Y'all, we have a really, really good topic today. So let me just get started by saying um, I'm so glad you're here. For those of you all who watch us live or who catch us on the replay, um, thank you for giving us your time. Um, if you could, those of y'all who are on the Facebook streets, we're on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and also on Parade Deck Live TV. So good morning to all of y'all who are watching us on, on PDTV. Um, you know, please love, like, and share the video because that helps other people to be able to see it and then it'll kick us off the YouTube streets. So all the admin stuff's out the way, but today is going to be, a, I think this is going to be tough conversation. Good morning. If you're on Facebook, I can't see your name. So forgive me for that. Um, but today is going to be a tough conversation for a lot of us who are, um, who are uh, believers or Christians or quite frankly, all of us uh, who believe in the word of God. And so this is going to be a teaching session, uh, not necessarily a, uh, you know, this is, this isn't going to be a you know, <laughs> this is going to be a teaching session that all of us really need. So the title for today, uh, our discussion today is called Transition of Leadership. And I'm going to be um, coming out of First Chronicles 28. But obviously, before we do that, uh, I want to just start off with a prayer, Lord God. We just thank you for giving us another Thursday. We thank you that you've given us the mercies of the day and allowed us to see another day, opening our eyes, Lord God, and wherever we are watching from, whether it's live or on the replay, Lord, we just thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to hear your word. And so now, Lord, as always, I ask that you will take over this call and uh, it be your will. Teach us what we need to hear and what we need to see from your perspective, Lord, and not mine. Amen. So I'm also going to um, read out this prayer before I get started. I'm setting it all up, y'all, because like I said, this is going to be one that's going to challenge your flesh <laughs> a little bit. Um and, and so because this is going to challenge your flesh, we got to set it up right, right? Okay, and allow the Holy Spirit to take over. So I'm actually gonna, just going to read out or release Psalm 143. I use the ESV Bible, as you all know. Um, so Psalm 143, this is verse verses 8 through 10. I'm just going to read it out. And then for those of y'all who are new here, uh, I will switch to, you know, the Bible verse. We'll talk about it. If you have comments, drop it in the comments um, as you're following along. I will share my screen. So if you don't have your Bible, don't worry about it. And then we'll close your prayer. That's how we roll. So again, Psalm 143 verses 8 through 10 uh, in the ESV version. And this is for us just releasing before we go into this lesson. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Amen. So we're releasing that because I want us to be in the, the space of um, coming under the Lord and his word to understand things from his perspective and asking God to show us the way that we should go. <laughs> Not what Shelly says, but what he says, because I'm dealing with it too. All right. All right. So, um, so the way I want to set this up before I start sharing the word and sharing my screen, when I when I posted this out, um, I was saying that this 
the reason I'm looking at First Chronicles 28, this is a time of when David was passing the mantle to Solomon. And this was a, a really defining moment in biblical history because it was this time where David was giving all of this really profound insight, um, he, you know, mentorship, some of the responsibility of leadership that David had. So as you are thinking, as we're hearing this word, I want you to think about this, whether you're in a leadership position today, when I say leadership, I'm not talking about job title, okay? I'm talking about the skill set of being a leader. So what you could be an analyst, you could be a customer service rep, you could be a janitor, a teacher, a doctor, a VP, whatever it is. So from that perspective, I want to think, I want you to think about uh, a leadership position and uh, and really gain some wisdom from how the kind of the impact of a well-prepared leadership transition happens. Even thinking about thinking about this, um, you know, when I was studying the word transitioning, even if like you, you've been given a, a really great project and now you got to hand it over to somebody else. <laughs> so there's a transition period. And sadly, there are a lot of people who have to transition even their jobs to someone else. OK, so like I said, this this one's going to this one's going to make us think a little bit deeper. But we're going to we're going to talk through David's charge. Uh, and how, uh, you know, how he had to transition basically what he started. He wasn't chosen to build a temple uh, <laughs> and Solomon wasn't, you know, David's choice. It was he, Solomon was God's anointed. So a lot of y'all are sitting in the seat where, you know, maybe something is being transitioned. You started it and Laura's like, you're not going to finish it. I'm going to transition it to somebody else. So that's what I mean about let's being clear about you know, leadership from a skill perspective, not a job title perspective. All right. So that's the eyes and ears we're going into. And so I am going to share my screen so that um, you can walk with me through First Chronicles 28. And again, I use the ESV version. If you use something else, that's all right. So um, so let's move through this. I'm not going to do the entire, I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm going to try to move us around for the in the interest of time. But just to help you to understand some of the background, what was happening is David had pulled together all his leadership team. I'm going to use it in, in our terms, okay? So he's basically pulled together all the officials of Israel, officials of the tribe. He pulled to his pulled all his, his leadership team together, okay? Together with the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the seasoned warriors. Okay. This was a this was a CEO town hall. All right. So he's pulling everybody together. And then he rose to his feet in verse two and he said, Hear me, my brothers and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God. And I made preparations for the building. So just think about this pause right here. A lot of us had visions of things that we, you know, we had in our heart that we were going to build something out. Maybe you were going to build this, you know, build this incredible family. Maybe, you know, that was your thing. I'm going to, I'm going to build up this like, incredible family, or I was going to build up this business, or I was going to build up this, this job that I'm in, right? Or I'm going to build up my purpose. But, but what David is saying, King David is saying here, I had it in my heart to build this thing, Right. But God said to me in verse three, you may not build a house for my name, for you're a man of war and have shed blood. Yet the Lord God of Israel chose me from all my father's house to be king over Israel forever. So even though, you know, David was, um, you know, called to be the king over Israel, he wasn't, the Lord didn't anoint him to finish the job. 
he, okay? He was he was the starter, not the finisher. He had the vision, okay? But it, but essentially, for he was cho he chose Judah as leader, and in the house of Judah, my father's house, and among my father's son, he took pleasure in me to make me king over all Israel. And verse five, it talks about, and of all my sons, he has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit on the throne of the king of the Lord or for, for over Israel. And he said to me, meaning, you know, God said to David, it is Solomon, your son, who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. Y'all think about this from our, I guess, worldly perspective or how we're living life right now, right? So the Lord put you in a position, again, doesn't matter what your job title is, right? The Lord put you in a certain position. You had the vision and the Lord is like, listen, <laughs> you're not going to finish what you started. I've selected and, and, in, and think about it in this in this uh, situation. I've selected someone else to carry out what you started. Right. And so from that perspective, you know, the Lord is saying it's Solomon. So now he knows. So some of y'all have, you know, you're in the position where. You started again, you started in this job and you're not getting the promotion. You built this function and you're not getting the promotion. You, you know what I mean? You, you, you solved the customer, de customer deals. You brought in the most customers and you're not getting the promotion because the Lord had selected someone else to, to take that on. Okay. So again, we're, we're talking about transition to leadership. And in verse seven, it talks about, I will establish the kingdom forever if it continues in my commandments. And, and so this is the Lord really talking through David. David's charged to Israel as he's talking to them about, listen, I started this, but who's going to finish it is Solomon. And what happens here as you go further down into verse nine, now you have what David is charging to Solomon. This is the, the transition. A lot of, a lot of folks or uh, believers or Christians will call this a, a, a transition of a mantle, right? So in verse nine, um, David is now talking to Solomon and you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. So now he's mentoring him and serve him with a, a whole heart. So what is he doing? He's setting Solomon up for success, even though David is not going to finish out what he thought he was going to finish out. Right. He's now mentoring and coaching him with a whole heart and with a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. And y'all, this is another thing to pause on, because when, you know, if you're the Solomon, if something has been transi transitioned to you, right, this is also a kind of a warning for you. This is a coaching period for you. So if, if you're being given something, part of even being a leader, right, a servant leader is to understand that no matter what, serve, serving him, serving God, uh, you know, with, with a willing mind, because God searches and knows every plan, every thought, every deed. And so he continues to coach him and says, if you seek him, he will be found by you, meaning seeking, like going after God, asking God, what are your, you know, what, what are your, what do you want, want me to do in this situation, Lord? How do I resolve this, this issue on the job? How do I resolve this thing within my family? Some, you know, seeking God, uh, you know, wanting to understand from the Lord's perspective, not yours, right? Making it, you know, his plan, not yours. And the Lord says, if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. That's a warning. Be careful now for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong, right? Be courageous, 
right? And do it. <laughs> so, so again, we have David, um, you know, basically saying, you know, I'm not the one that God chose to finish out this vision that I started, but as a leader and I'm giving the charge, I'm, I'm giving mentorship, uh, I'm coaching Solomon, I'm setting him up to be successful. And then it, it goes on and it shows how David even provided all of the plans. So verses 11 through 19, where he, he gives him literally all of the plan, all the resources, all the tools, all the support to set Solomon up to be successful. So again, if you're in that job and, you know, your boss comes to you and says, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this from you and I'm going to give it to somebody else. Don't go off saying, oh no, <laughs> you know, don't go in your flesh. You, you Again, you have to understand that sometimes these things happen, but it's always working out for your good. And if you're in that position where your boss is telling you to train a new person, maybe you've been on the job for 20, 30 years and you're, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm great. I'm going to have to transition this to somebody who have, you know, they just joined three days ago and I should, I mean, all of those fleshly things that, that we're doing, fighting each other, you know, here's the example where David is setting up Solomon to be successful. He's giving him all the coaching, the mentoring, the, the, the tools and the resources. And if, if you are a, a believer, if you are trying to walk this life out as a Christian or a believer of Jesus, if you really truly are trying to, to be more like him and be in him, then, then literally you have to model some of these, these things, right? You have to walk out life in a different way. You can't, you can't react the way everybody else reacts. So, so David gives the charge. He starts off with some coaching. He, he basically is praying over him for success. He's setting him up. He's giving him all the resources and tools. Verse 19, I love this. He says, all this he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord, all the work to be done according to his plan. So David wasn't hiding any, you know, secret process <laughs> that he had. I wrote that I made this process 20 years ago and I'm not giving it to nobody. No, he literally is giving him everything, everything so that you know, so that Solomon can be successful, okay? And then he closes, David saying to Solomon, his son, be courageous and do it, don't be afraid. So now he's giving him encouragement. So, you know, here again, it's another leadership principle. It's, you know, being uh, encouraging to that person, right? So he's telling him, do not be afraid, don't be dismayed, the Lord is with you, he will not leave you. Y'all, some of the days that you're having, when you're going up against, you know, going up against some things, right? Come back into this word and, and look at how, look at this example of what we call transitioning to leadership, right? How, how God wants us to model out the way that we treat each other. Again, it doesn't have to just be on the job. It could be in your family. There are people who are transitioning family businesses, all of those things, right? So just thinking about from that perspective, transition of leadership. So there's a couple more notes I just stopped sharing because I wanted to um, yeah, make sure I'm not missing any anything in the chat. And again, like I said, feel free to drop uh, drop your notes. But there's some things that um, that I wanted to um, share that I picked up from this lesson. And there's about five of them. and I'm going to share them real quick like. OK, <laughs> so the first thing as a when you think about transition of leadership and again i want to make it clear it has nothing to do with your job title i'm talking about your your skills it doesn't matter what job you are in it doesn't matter if you've been on the job you've been working for one year two years 
you know, some of us don't have these skills and we're building it up. Okay. But, but from this, um, from this scripture, first Chronicles 28, there were some things that stood out for me that I wanted to share with you. And, you know, maybe it resonates with you. Maybe it's just an encouragement for me. So the first thing is that, um, that David made sure that Solomon was set up to be successful, right? So again, David started this vision, he wasn't chosen, and he recognized and respected the fact that he wasn't going to be chosen to finish this thing out. So some of y'all are in um, jobs where you're not chosen to finish this thing out, meaning you maybe you're being promoted to something else, it, but it was your vision, it was your project, it was your client, it was your sales call, it was your deal, like all of a sudden it's yours, right? But, but what happens here is that David really made sure that the person that was coming behind him was set up to be successful. And again, as a believer, this is why I, I said this is going to be hard for the flesh, because some of y'all are being moved out of jobs. You, maybe, you've been, maybe you've been laid off and on the way out, they're telling you to, you know, leave the notes or, you know, uh, set up a transition plan. And in your flesh, you're like, I don't want to do that because look what they're doing to me. No, that's not what the <laughs> that's not the word. That's not what the word is is instructing you to. The Holy Spirit is going to prompt you to do do things from God's perspective, not from our flesh, not from our reaction. So, making sure that whoever is coming behind you is set up to be successful. That's one of the, the leadership principles. Okay. The second thing is that y'all, not every vision that we carry is meant for us to execute. I have so many visions and ideas. And I've learned that a lot of them are seeds that I plant that somebody else is going to water and somebody else is going to harvest. Not every vision that I, I that I carry, not every vision that you carry is meant for you to execute. It could be something that um, that's a vision that you have now that that's going to be executed on um, or acted upon or harvested generations behind you. OK, so that just 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 understand that. The third thing um, I, I wanted to share, if you don't know, in Second Chronicles, Solomon, you know, has the opportunity. God asked Solomon because he saw his heart. And so God asked Solomon, what does he want? <laughs> so in the dream. And Solomon didn't ask for money. Solomon didn't ask for resources. Solomon asked God for wisdom. So I encourage you, you know, if you're in a leadership job, role, skill, whatever it is, ask, you know, asking the Lord for wisdom. To help you to you know to make some of these tough decisions that you will have to make we all have to make tough decisions so asking god for wisdom that's the fourth thing is that y'all we have to understand the importance of a smooth transition and the test is going to come when you're losing your job to somebody else you have to understand the importance of a smooth transition, your exits, your exit. So I know on social media, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm sure folks are going to be upset with me, but I know it's become a trend on social media to have, um, you know, have a good uh, I quit thing where people are literally, you know, making videos and running it on TikTok like it's a thing. It's become a thing that, you know, where people leave things and, and they don't care how they leave things. It's more about getting likes and clicks on a video they made and showing how, you know, how funny it was or whatever, how they left. I'm telling you as a believer, you've got to understand the importance of a smooth transition. 
And that test is going to come to you when you're losing your job or you're losing your project or you're, you're being put in a position where you, you're being forced to let some things go. Smooth transition. Okay. God doesn't operate in chaos. And that test is going to, if it didn't hit you yet, it will. But your response to that test is going to determine how you're treated the next time. Right. When you're the one who's the Solomon and not the David. And the last thing is, this is an invitation for us to really think about the roles and the impact of our leadership transition on the people that come back, come after us. This, this here, right? This is how we reflect. Use this, go back in First Chronicles 28 and think about and ask the Lord to reveal what he wants you to see. But this is an invitation to reflect on our roles, what we're doing and our impact and the way we transition to the people that are coming after us. And again, not just on the job because um, exactly, thank you for that, bringing kingdom culture in the workplace. And so this is, um, this is so important because a lot of us are talking about how we wanna build generational wealth and we wanna, you know, all, you gotta learn how to transition because if you're trying to build generational wealth or you're trying to, um, you know, help your family in any way, shape or form beyond you, right? Meaning generations beyond you, you're gonna have visions for some things and the Lord's gonna say, well, somebody else in the family is gonna take that on and you gotta learn how to transition smoothly and set that person up behind you, right? Who's coming behind you so that they'll be successful, right? And so that is a, that's another lesson. So if you're, if you're in the crowd that's saying, I wanna build generational wealth, I wanna teach my kids to teach their kids, you better go on the, go back into First Chronicles 28 and really see that model behavior for how you transition your leadership, right? Your vision, how you have to let some things go. How do you treat people when you're when you're not the one finishing out something that maybe you even started? How do you bless people behind you, whether you want to, want to or not? So those are the hard truths that I wanted to share with you. I really encourage you to go back into First Chronicles 28. I hope this bless you, y'all. This was, like I said, this was a hard teaching, but I really hope this blesses you. We, we, need to, we need to be able to come up a little bit higher. I am not interested in, you know, folks that, that are just saying I'm a Christian or, or just, you know, spouting out. Don't, don't throw scripture. I want to see the seed. I want to see how you respond. I want to see how you speak to people. I want to, that's what, you know, that's what, people around us are looking at. I, you know, I say this all the time. You don't have to tell me you're a Christian. I can tell by the seeds that you leave. I can tell by how people respond to you. Okay. I can tell by your own actions. You don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be uh, um, in any way, shape or form, the person who is with a pitchfork <laughs> in the office. People can tell who you are by how you treat each other. So, all right. So I'm going to close this out in prayer, Lord. We just thank you again for another Thursday, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for this lesson, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you will just now release, release all of these words and all that you've shared with me, Lord, that you'll, you know, uh, align it with their hearts, Lord God. And so for anyone who's standing under under this, on the sound of my voice, who needs a word or needs encouragement or needs guidance, Lord God, I ask, Lord, that, you know, you take over. Holy Spirit, this is your ground. This is your ground. And so I ask now that you will bless everyone that have heard me this morning and encouraging them, Lord God, to, 
to go and chase after you and not me. And I thank you that you have glorified yourself through me. I thank you that you have demonstrated your power through your words. I thank you that you are blessing us. I pray over everyone who is brokenhearted and confused or hurt by the loss of someone who wasn't a David, by someone who treated them badly in a transition, whether it was a family member or a colleague or a boss from before. Like I pray, Lord God, for those, those dreams that have died because the transition was terrible. <laughs> I pray over those, those, those folks who have lost sight of you and stopped believing in you because they've gone through some bad experiences, Lord, that their eyes will be open so that they will not repeat the behavior of what happened to them before. Lord God, and I ask, Lord, that you will just give us your, your mercy for the rest of this week. Thank you, Lord, for this platform, and I bless everyone who is listening. Amen. Y'all, Teaching was good this morning. Like I said, if it if it didn't hit you, it hit me. Um, go back and read the word, and I will be back next week. Please make sure to like the video on your way out. For those of y'all on Parade Deck Live TV, obviously, just follow us. I can't, you know, you can't like on there. But thank you, everybody who's on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, um, YouTube, and Parade Deck Live TV. Y'all have a blessed week, and I will be back next week. Thank you.